In recent months, protests have drawn greater attention to inequality in our society and workplaces. In response to calls for change, employers are taking positive steps to create a more diverse, equitable, and inclusive work environment. Welcome to HRpreneur, a podcast by ADP. This is Jim Duffy. Today, we'll talk about how to effectively implement inclusivity with Deanne Green. Deanne works as the Vice President of Strategy and Operations for ADP's Office of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. Deanne, great to have you. Thanks for joining me. Jim, thanks for having me. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Diversity initiatives seem to be at the forefront for many businesses, but in some cases, their efforts are falling short. Why do you think this is the case? Jim, I think it takes more than good initiatives and programs, you know? You need to change behaviors and cultures within the organization, and you have to be able to measure those changes. And frankly, it starts at the top. You need senior leadership commitment to the purpose of the DNI program. So it's important to assess what we've said to your associates internally and to the world externally about where we stand on DNI. It's also important to understand whether the commitments we plan to tackle on equity and equality will actually change our actions and change representation and culture. So what can employers do to hold leaders accountable for diversity and inclusion? One of the best ways to hold people accountable is to make sure your values are aligned with your actions. For example, if a company's goal is to become an employer of choice, your diversity program can and should help you to achieve that goal. At a very minimum, all workplace policies and practices should be fair and equitable, and all employment decisions must be based on objective job-related criteria and free from implicit and explicit bias. You know, clearly, it's important to be objective, but what about the hidden factors that can sometimes impact decision-making? Uh, can you take a little bit of time to talk to us about the idea of unconscious bias? Uh, this is a really good question, Jim. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with the term unconscious bias, by definition, it is the involuntary processing and subsequent judgment made based on background, cultural environment, and personal experiences. And guess what? If you're human, we all have them. So take the time to understand any biases that you may have and the triggers that may cause them. And then try to imagine or examine how those biases could influence your employment decisions. For instance, you may wanna take a look at ways to introduce elements of redacted resumes into your hiring process. For example, you can make it a policy to remove names and addresses when giving resumes and applications to a hiring decision maker. If the person's identity is completely unknown, you can't act on any biases and must focus only on the qualifications of the job. So more employees are looking to work for companies that support inclusivity. What are employers doing to showcase what they're doing as an employer of choice when it comes to diversity? Job ads and job descriptions often provide the first impression of a company's culture. In application materials and even on social media, employers are making it clear that they're an equal opportunity employer and specifically calling out their diversity and inclusion initiatives. It's really important that you also, in doing so, you are using language that encourages all groups of people to apply, and you're avoiding keywords or phrases that historically associated with a particular group or gender. For example, 
Instead of saying strong, try saying exceptional. Let me give you a couple examples of how ADP shows that we're an equal opportunity employer. First of all, we have EEOC on all job postings and on every page of our career website as a footer. And we're also adding more and more content around DNI to our job postings. Our careers website, Life at ADP, has a DNI page specifically dedicated to learning about our DNI practices internally. The BRG series uh, promoted to the talent community also has candidates subscribe to learn more about our business resource groups so that you can get a look into how we operate and how we integrate the business resource groups into our everyday work. And then lastly, I would share that the ADP job site links to the DNI page of our corporate social responsibility report that highlights DEI initiatives and some key metrics around how we're doing with respect to diversity and inclusion at ADP. Also, avoid language that could be construed to indicate a preference based on age or another protected characteristic. And always include the equal opportunity statement that demonstrates your commitment to diversity and inclusion practices. Excellent points. Uh, Deanne, I've seen job postings that put a lot of emphasis on education. Uh, sure, th there's no doubt certain roles require specific credentials. But I wonder if employers are missing out on good talent by relying too heavily on educational background versus, say, skills and experience. Have you seen this? And how does that impact the makeup of an employer's workforce? Yes, this can certainly have an impact on diversity. If your minimum qualifications exceed those needed for the position, it may be difficult to fill the role and you may be overlooking otherwise qualified candidates. For example, not every job requires a bachelor's degree but many employers include it as a qualification regardless of the position. It's really important that you identify clear job-related criteria such as years of experience and requisite skills and apply that criteria consistently when assessing applicants. So what can employers do to attract more diverse applicants? Great question. Take an honest look at your current workforce and assess where you may be lacking in the diversity, the stories in your data, so understand the opportunity areas from what the data is telling you. This will help to further inform your strategy for seeking talent and really seeking talent in underrepresented groups. And if you find that you're relying on one recruiting method over any other, even if it's worked for you in the past, it could limit the diversity of your applicant pool. For example, only relying on employee referrals may create a barrier to equal employment opportunities for groups that just aren't already represented in your workforce. Try reaching out to associations or other minority represented groups for new hiring pipelines. Excellent points. Uh, now, how can employers use training to effectively implement these strategies? I'd recommend providing supervisors with training to show that discrimination and harassment are not only against the law, but also against your company's values. And don't be afraid to stress how important it is for you to maintain a fair workplace for all employees and all applicants. It's a good idea to train employees too on how to report incidents of discrimination and harassment. Some employers have even gone a step further and adopted bystander intervention training 
to show employees not only how to spot inappropriate behavior, but how to step in and take action when needed. ADP has a mandatory training on preventing sexual harassment for associates in Link to Learn. There's also training for U.S. associates, Canada associates, and our global associates. The U.S. has a specific course for Connecticut and also for California because these states legally mandate additional training to the general U.S. one. For the harassment training, all associates are assigned to do it when they're hired. And then there are plans to assign it every other year to all associates beginning in 2022 uh, with the next rollout. New York, Illinois, and India also require the training annually, so those locations will be assigned every year. We have to meet our local requirements, um, whether in country outside of the U.S. or within state here in the U.S., and we're certainly doing that. Thank you, Deanne. I appreciate your sharing your perspectives to help employers promote a more diverse, equitable, and inclusive work environment. It's not only the right thing to do, but it can also result in new and innovative ideas and a more engaged workforce. I want to thank you for listening to HRpreneur. Thanks again for joining us. Be well.